When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome to the show for a Thursday and round 15 of the National Rugby League. Kicks off tonight very, very soon, actually. You can catch it all on SEN League and SENQ. And it's the Titans who are hosting the West Tigers. Both teams need a win. Tigers unlucky last week. Titans look like they're going to get a big scalp with the Bunnies. That didn't happen. We're going to get across that game a little bit later on in our warm-up segment. Thanks to Ream, uh, where and will the uh, each team win or lose the round 15 clash tonight. This is Scotty Sattler. And usually Jason Matthews is here on a Thursday, but Woogie, well, he's, sick. he's been sick all week. And uh, Daddy Vass is going to help me out tonight. How are you, Daddy? G'day, Sats. He yeah. sounds crook, doesn't he? No, mate, he does not sound good. I don't know who he's One of his twin daughters. With. One of his twin daughters. And I'm saying it's the evil one, Aria. I think yeah. she's the one that brought it home. Ooh. And so the whole household is sick, so he doesn't want to come in and, and infest us as well. Oh, good bloke, isn't he? Yeah. The warm-up segment, thanks to Reem for the game tonight. We're also going to be interviewing Bradley Clyde. Now, Rat and I interviewed Bradley Clyde yesterday, and he's a tremendous guy. And for any of you rugby league fans out there can remember when Bradley Clyde first hit the scene in 1988 and then 1989 as a 19-year-old, not only played Origin but won a premiership and got the Clive Churchill medal. He he really started to revolutionise how lock forwards played the game. A lot of players tried to emulate him and he's one of the most... He's one of the most humble guys you'd want to meet off the field as well. So Brad Clyde's going to join us here on Sports Day just to talk about Origin, uh, his playing days as well, playing with some of the greats and what he's doing now. He's got a he's got an, a pretty good executive role actually with Families of League, which was once upon a time Men of League, which has been rebranded now. So Bradley Clyde coming up very, very soon. Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland is going to join us. He's going to have some tips and some information around a very important weekend of racing, probably the, the Blue Ribbon event when it comes to Queensland racing, and that is the Stradbroke, along with the Magic Million, are probably two of the, the highlight dates on the Queensland calendar for racing. So we're going to get some tips there, and I'm, I'm hearing he's got a couple of roughies, actually, and I like that. Something that's playing more than $15, mm. and he likes a couple of, couple R- of those roughies, roughies yeah. this Saturday. So uh, he'll be up a little bit later on. And, of course, day two of the World Test Championship, Starts very, very soon, and I'm not sure whether you caught any of it yesterday. Day one, Australia had a great start to the World Test Championship. Of course, they're versing, well, they're versus uh, India overnight at the Oval and finishing day one at three for 327. Now, didn't start off that well. Usman Khawaja was, was out for a duck. Australia at one stage were one for two. Uh, Warner fell seven short of a half century. When I got home, I flicked it on, and Steve Smith had just walked to the crease. Mate, I just love watching him settle in yep. and go about it. He, he's so comfortable out there, and, and he's on his way to, to a century. There's some people, isn't it funny you should say that, Daddy Vass? There's some people in sport. There's some of the great players in rugby league that are the most nervous before games. Alfie Lang is a perfect example. He used to vomit before a game. He was that nervous. And when he vomited, you knew that he was on, the Broncos and Queensland Australian players used to say. But there's some players that used to just 
when you saw them walking in the dressing shed or you saw them out on the field, it looked like a second home. They mm. just feel comfortable out there. It doesn't matter what the conditions are. I agree with this. Steve Smith's a little bit like that. He just yeah. he struts out. He's he's got all these these little idiosyncrasies. He's touching the box and playing with the box, and then he you know the, the grip of his handle and he's strokes the grass with the with his shoe. Yeah, and bat bat and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's really awkward to watch, but it's mm. it's what makes him great. Those little idiosyncrasies. So, um, and you mentioned Steve Smith. He's unbeaten on ninety five, and mm. Travis Head. Well. He's alongside him on get this 146 not out. If you missed any of the any of the uh, results overnight, and this is how he brought up his century. Shami into head again. Who pulls away this time? Does get it past that fielder at short mid wicket. Runs through for the single and brings up his sixth Test century. It's been a fabulous knock here in trying conditions early on, but 100 from just 106 balls. 14 fours and a six. And he gets a hug and a punch of the glove. Yeah, amazing. Amazing Travis head. Uh, and they really had to stabilise because when Kawaja got out for a duck and then Warner and Labashane, Labashane for 23 or so, all of a sudden we were three for 76 on a green wicket and they had four seam bowlers as well. And then Head and Smith, as I said, they steadied the ship and uh, sitting at present at three for 327 before the start of day two. And SEN's coverage of the World Test Championship continues tonight from 7pm Australian Eastern Standard Time on the SEN app and SEN Fanatic with networks joining the coverage at the conclusion of the AFL Nation and SEN League tonight. Adam Collins and the team, it's a star-studded team calling the World Test Championship day two. Make sure you catch it on SEN's app or SEN Fanatic. Let's get to a break and after the break, Canberra, New South Wales, and Australian legend, lock forward Bradley Clyde. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. About eight metres short of the halfway, they're on the last tackle now, the Queenslanders, as Langer puts in a little step and again, and then gives the pass back to Benny Elias, who offloads for Bradley Clyde. Clyde, he's going to score! Clyde, he gets the first try! That famous running-style rat. Bradley it. Clyde, 19 tests for Australia, 12 origins for New South Wales. He's one of the great loose forwards of all time. We all Absolutely. tried to emulate him as mm. kids. And then you realise you looked at his, his age and he was only like a year older than you. Yeah. That's what was weird about <laughs> Raiders and Bulldogs lock forward. Uh, Brad Clyde joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Clyde? Scott, Matt, I'm really well. What about you guys? Really well. Yeah, love really life. Well. It's uh, footy season and origin time. We're all pretty excited, mate. I, I've got to ask you, are you, a, are you a anxious? Are you anxious before origins as a spectator? Are you, are you a better spectator than you were a player pre-game? Yeah, I, I think um, just being a former player and so much emotional attachment to the, the Blues or whichever side it is, you, you get revved up. Um, just talking about uh, everyone that I bump into at work is is hyped up about the game. So, yeah, you, you can't help but feel completely engaged. What were you like before a game, Clyde? Were you a, 
were you a, a nervous player? Were, were you fidgety? Or you, know, you look at guys like Alfie Lang, and they said that if you didn't vomit before a game, you didn't. You, you worried. You, you were worried because <laughs> that's when his his sign was that he was on. What was what were you like before a game? I was relatively nervous and, and just focused around what my role in, in the team was, what we'd practiced all week, and and um, the message from the the coach or the coaches. Um, so, yeah, every game I was ne- nervous, no matter who we were playing, um, whether it was a grand final, whether it was just a, um, a, one of the, the, the teams that was coming last, it didn't matter. It, uh, I, I sort of applied myself in the same way and approached each game um, with probably the, the same intensity. With those big games, you, you can't help but get caught up in, in the emotion of it all and... Um, uh, and all, all the hype that you, you see, you're captivated, all the different promotions that you do, and along with um, if, if you're watching TV or any of the media that you consume, you do get caught up in it and you, you try not to get carried away with um, all you need to do is, is keep your eye on the prize, keep your um, uh, just uh, make sure that you understand your role and, and, and focus on that. Yeah, mate, I I I, under, I completely agree. It gets a bit hectic. You're surrounded by that media storm, mate. Tell me, Origin camps. Like I remember being in camp and having a ball. You know, the banter and the buffets and the hotels. What do you miss the most? Is it the buffets? Is it the banter? Is it the blokes? Is it you know what? What do you miss the most about the Origin camps that you're a part of? Well, it, it, to be fair, mate, it, it, it's got to be night one and two of, of Origin <laughs> camp. We're pretty damn amazing. So um, I, I'm sure you've heard uh, some incredible stories. Well, a lot of those stories occurred on night one or two where you come into camp. These blokes that you, know, you probably played against them a day or so before, but um, suddenly you, you, you thrust into to, to battle with each other and you've got a, uh, they call them bonding sessions. Well, we did exactly that, and um, in a short space of time, it brought people together. And and um, uh, so, yeah, some of those um, those friendships that you you've developed through that period, and, and uh, jumping into the trenches with each other, is pretty special. Yeah, Clyde, nineteen when you selected to play Origin in nineteen eighty nine. I know you were playing in a very successful side. You're heading towards some, some bigger things later on in the year with the Raiders with so many great players around you. But at 19, playing Origin for the first, did you feel like you were ready? Oh, I, you know, playing that first Origin game at Lane Park, mind you, um, I don't think you anyone would feel that you're completely ready. Uh, but I'd been playing... I, I played first grade at 18 and, and then thrust into the... the I'd, I'd played city country uh, a, a couple of weeks prior and, and felt as though I competed pretty well. That gave me a bit of confidence to take the next step and, and throw on the sky blue jersey. Well, um, and, and when that came, Jack Gibson had a plan for us all and there was nine debutants on, on the, the night. Um, it was all pretty new and fresh and... and um, a wonderful experience, but unfortunately we we got beat, but uh, and got beat three nil that series, which wasn't a, a, a great start for us. But um, they persisted with myself and a number of others in year 
year two. Uh, so uh, 89 was my um, debut year. And then um, 1990, we started the, the fight back. You know, the, uh, um, we uh, I, I think we won the next four out of the next five. Yeah, mm. yeah, it was a successful run there for New South Wales, mate. Did it make it easier having teammates like Lazo and Laurie in the side with you as a young fella? Oh, it sure does, and and just the idiosyncrasies of, of um, playing each with each other week in and week out, and particularly around that halves. I had Laurie and and Ricky um, next to us, so you sort of knew their style of play, and whether they went to the line, or you just had that uh, sixth sense that something was on and but um plus the bragging rights against the queenslanders that were also in our side it was uh yeah walters and meninga and belcher and jacko and you know the list goes on uh gary coin so those bragging rights at training was um uh particularly in those early times it was everything for us what was that like Chloe? so you, you play wednesday night for example just say new south wales win and you go back to training, whether it's Thursday, Friday, and Timmy Sheens is doing his best to keep everyone, yeah, everyone in the same frame of mind. Is there is there sledging going on? Yeah. So on a personal level, when you bring back to training, it, it, it means everything how you perform. So, and for me, it was uh, you know, a lot of it's ego that um, <laughs> you want your uh, teammates to understand that you can play. Uh, here I am, a, a, a young bloke doing your best and, and trying to carve out a career in rugby league. Well, I, I wanted Mal to know that um, I, I could play. I, I wanted, uh, you know, all, Peter Jackson, Steve Walters, Gary Coyne, all the, Gary Belcher, all the Queenslanders to know that, you know, I, I could play and I contributed uh, to the New South Wales win. Um, so that was really important to us, uh, particularly as a, a young player gathering confidence to be able to um, take the next step. And and um, yeah, so it was it was really important. And then there was uh, that whole benchmarking process of uh, understanding where you were at as an individual. So uh, for but um, we did have one of the best sledges in the game with Sticky and uh, <laughs> throwing on us. Sky Blue jersey, and, and Laurie uh, used to go pretty good as well. So, you know, when whenever we did have a win, we made sure the Queenslanders knew it. Did you have to watch what you said to, to Mel? I mean, everyone would <laughs> oh, be scared yeah. of Mel, wouldn't they? <laughs> well, uh, no, uh, to be fair, it was a really... Um, uh, it, it was really mixed because we knew that... Um, super scared of Mel, and ultimately, he's your captain and boss, but... We used to give it to him as well, just like um, spoiled kids. When we, when you won, uh, it was um, you just had some ammunition, so you just uh, gave him every, full throttle. Yeah, mate. Just talking about those idiosyncrasies that you mentioned, having Loz and and Ricky in the halves. Given New South Wales were in a situation where they had that combination with Luai and uh, Clear, they're not going to have it this game. Do you think they make a wholesale change there and bring in? Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds, or do you think that they stick with what they've got in there? Have you, have you got an opinion on that? Oh, I, I think um, I think Nico Hines is a good option. Um, I, I, I'm really impressed with Cronulla and the way they've been playing over the last couple of years. I've, I've actually enjoyed watching them play, and, and Nico's been a 
a big part of the way they've approached the game. I, 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 I like the, the structure of the, the way the footy's being played these days, but I also like the, the players that um, instinctively know that there's something on when um, that, that, that they, they see a, uh, only four players in front of them instead of five. So there's a gap there somewhere and they call someone with them. And, and so the, those players, for me, they're the footy players. Yeah. The, mm. the footy players, I, I, and the more footy players I think you have in the team, the better I think the team goes and the more chances of, of winning. Um, so I think, um, yeah, I, I think it'd be worth... The, any risk that you um, for Nico Hines to have a crack, I, I, I think it'd be worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's certainly a footy player, isn't he? He's, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Now, Jared Croker, 300 games this Friday night, Clyde. You must love seeing a player that's given everything his whole career to, to the one club, especially a club that's close to your heart. Yeah, sure is. It's great to see the Raiders uh, in the top eight. Uh, currently at six had a slow start to the season and, and some of that's probably because uh, Jared wasn't in the team. Um, adds a lot of direction and stability to the team. And um, a really good club man that's uh, you know played 300 games, um, given it his all, and, and uh, uh, I, I'm a really good leader amongst men so I, I sort of um, I, I take my hat off to anyone to throw uh, to put the boots on 300 times in, in the NRL deserves a lot of respect and, and uh, Jared I, I, he's done a lot for the Canberra Raiders and um, uh, through a time where we probably looking for a, a lot of success and, and uh, it hasn't quite come he, he's week in and week out delivered and, and uh, given his best yeah, he's a good man, good man off the field as well. Yeah. Now, before we let you go, recently elected Deputy Chair of the Charitable Foundation, Family of League, of course, formerly Men of League. How's, how's it all going with Family of League? Give us an update. Yeah, everything's tracking well. We've, um, it's a good fit for me, gents. I've, um, uh, I've got an executive career, but my kids are a little bit older. I've got a little bit more time to commit and... And the rugby league communities, um, as you know, you've, you've lived it. it it's a, a wonderful community. And anyone within that community, if they fall on hard times, I'd just put your hand up and, and try and help them out as much as you can. And and um, so if I can be a part of that week in and week out and deliver a, a service of um, to, to help people, I'm really looking forward to, to that. I've, I've been a, a board member for the last two years and, and uh, and loved it. So um, as deputy chair, I'm um, looking forward to that increased in volume now that I've, I've got a little bit more time up my sleeve. Oh, that's fantastic. Do you know, before we come on air, Rat, you didn't hear Clyde, he apologised to me in 1998. He knocked me out and I spent two days in Cootamundra Hospital. Is that right? You didn't hear that apology, did no, you? No, yeah, no, yeah, no. A, I didn't. Yeah, we didn't get that on air. I wasn't aware of that. So no, <laughs> if I can officially apologise <laughs> now... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, nice Clyde. It's nice great, one. great catching up it. with you. Great catching up with you. Talking about your career and also your thoughts on Origin. It's um, it's always great to have the great players on, and you oh, certainly absolutely. were one of those. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate. I love the program. Thanks, gents. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon.
the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, news update for Polaris. Polaris is Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand and Parramatta. Well, they're in the news for not only the, the Dylan Brown scenario and the, the accusations have made been made against him, but they've also been accused, the Parramatta players, of childish antics at training with the media. Now, there's two bits of audio I'm going to play here. Uh, this is Sean Lane being interviewed by the media about the Dylan Brown matter. Daddy, am I right to say before Dylan Brown actually fronted court Wednesday morning? Correct. Okay, so listen to the audio. Everyone makes some mistakes sometimes. He knows what he's done wrong. He probably regrets it, but um, something you've got to move, live from, learn from, and, and move on. And behind the cameras, other Reels players didn't seem to care at all, making animal noises. How's he been around? So let's let's touch on the first bit, which is Clint Gutherson and Sean, and Sean Lane, Lane yeah, talking sure about Clint. he's done something wrong. And he, uh, firstly, he's been accused. There are allegations only, and a response like that is something that you don't want anyone within your camp making comments of the nature. Why Parramatta management didn't lock down players with such a sensitive matter? I know there'll be out there people out there saying, no, they're mature adults. They should be able to stand there and look down the camera and and also make make uh, comments about the matter because they're, they're grown men. But it's a sensitive matter. If you're not skilled in crisis management, both the Parramatta management and the players themselves, don't subject players. Don't put players out there if they're not skilled in such sensitive matters, like crisis management, you call it. Because they're not going to come out with the right responses in a lot of occasions when you've got skilled reporters and journalists who are in front of them who can corner you and ask you questions and you feel obliged that you've got to answer. So, yeah, Parramatta, they've really built a rod for their back. Now they've got to look into which players were involved. Now, the second bit of audio, can you just play that little short bit? How's he been around? Now, that's reporters talking to players, Sean Lane, and there's players in the background from behind... Uh, the wall of their training facility in Kellyville, making dogs and cat noises towards the media. Now, you would think they're towards the media. They might be towards Sean Lane. I'm not quite sure. But either way, it's immature. And because the situation is what it is at the moment on one of your players and most importantly, your club also, don't build a rod for your back even further. Management and also players coming up with such immature behaviour, the players first and foremost. Apparently, they approached Clint Gutherson. They wanted him to... Uh, try and find out who was responsible for the noises as well. But now they've got to start looking into the players who are involved in this this immature behaviour, which just adds further pressure to the club. So pretty disappointed. I'm pretty disappointed in Parramatta. I, I think uh, a lot of their fans and, and rugby league fans would be also. Let's get to a break. I uh, hope you enjoyed that chat with Bradley Clyde earlier on. We certainly did. And uh, that new NRL update was for Polaris. End of financial year deals are on now. Get up to $3,000 free accessories on Polaris Rangers. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Let's get the warm-up segment. Thanks to Ream. Ream manufacturing in Australia for over 80 years. Now the Tigers travel to the Gold Coast Titans. Home ground, Seabus Stadium. And they're coming off a loss to the Raiders, of course. And the Titans coming off a loss to the Rabbitohs. The Titans have been so good in the first half. 
inexperienced in key areas. They're falling away and capitulating in the second half, whereas the Tigers have slowly been getting better. And I just find some of their young players now are starting to just understand what it takes to play first grade week in, week out. So AJ Brimson, he's back in. Plays his 100th NRL game tonight. Comes back from a hamstring injury. He'll play fullback. Jaden Campbell stays at 5'8". And what happens with when he comes back, Kieran Forum? Well, he'll be slipping back in number six jersey. And you'd think that Jaden Campbell would go back to that number 14 jersey. Sammy Verrills is back. Very important. Abby Karoy is out. Well, he's going to start at hooker after coming off the bench last week. He backed up after origin. It's going to be an interesting game, this one, because the Titans can score a lot of points. So can the Tigers. So can the Tigers that on last their day. 10 minutes. I've just, I just think at the moment, I think their fullback, Jerome Buller, Jerome Buller, has been outstanding. He's going to go up against AJ Brimson. AJ coming back from a hamstring injury, which is a confidence injury. Does he stretch out straight away? I think they've got a little bit more experience in the halves with Luke Brooks, who's been playing really well over the last few weeks. And Sammy Verrill's a tremendous player, but Appy at hooker, such a key position, probably has the jump there. So... As much as I hate to say it, being the Gold Coast Titans, a Gold Coast uh, Queensland side, I, I think the Tigers may get this one by four or six points. I think it'd be close, but I think there'll be a lot of points scored. It'd be interesting. I was talking to Tim Sheen throughout the week, and he said he's got a group of young players coming through at the Tigers. So you Tigers fans who are listening out there, he believes the next 18 months he's going to have a really good group of young players that are coming through that when they hit first grade next year and Benji takes over in, officially in 2025 – He's going to have a really good squad I love to coach. the Tupu on the wing. Good player. Mate. Oh, Really good player. And so uh, Luke Brooks. Luke Brooks is still playing for a, a contract. He's been offered a two-year contract extension at the Tigers. Half the money, so $500,000 a year, which I think is on the money for a guy that's never taking his team to a finals. So he's still playing for a contract, whether it's at the Tigers or elsewhere. So watch this space. It should be an interesting, an interesting game. Oh, I like these games. Two teams down the bottom of the ladder. Sometimes they throw caution to the wind a little bit. So I think it might be an entertaining game. Hot water needs replacing. Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Chris Nelson from Racing Queens up next. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. Yeah, it's uh, Chris Nelson who joins us each and every week to get his tips for this weekend, and he is excited this weekend especially because it is one of the premier events for Queensland Racing, Chris Nelson. And don't forget, what are you really gambling with? The Stradbroke, it's finally here. Sats, I am pumped. It's the grand final for us uh, Queenslanders. It's the Stradbroke Handicap. Group 1 Stradbroke, the Group 1 JJ Atkins. We've got a heap of other group races. The Q22, the Brisbane Cup, the Dane Ripper and the Gunsin for the three-year-olds. And we've got three listed races as well. So all races on Saturday are stakes races or black tight races. So we're looking forward to those. What can we expect? I mean, outside of that, is there some some horses that are flying under the radar on Saturday that uh, we may hear a little bit more about with weeks and years to come? Well, I reckon there is one. He's not flying under the radar, this horse, Sats, but in race six, the Q22, number three without a fight. Now, he is an import. He's had two starts in Australia. His first start in Australia, he went around in the Melbourne Cup last year and was beaten 20 lengths. Uh, It's a tough race, the Melbourne Cup, so we're happy to forgive that. He had a break. 
And then he returned uh, at Eagle Farm two weeks ago, and he was super impressive. He was out the back, even in the straight. He was out the back of the field against the fence, and then just all of a sudden took off at about the 250-metre mark, reeled in the leader and just shot away. He showed a really good turn of foot. He's in this Q22 on Saturday. It's a tougher race. I think he'll measure up, and I think he's one we can follow in the spring. So he'll need to win this if he's going to measure up to better races in the spring down south. So I think he's one worth watching, and I think he'll win, and I'm going to make him the best bet, race six, number three. Yeah, nice. Nice. I like it. Now, before we get to your tips over the weekend, yep. where else? Where else are we racing over the weekend? We are racing We are racing at Aquas Park on the poly track at the Gold Coast on Saturday. We're racing at Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone, and we're racing at Townsville up uh, in the north, and we race at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. A couple of uh, country tracks uh, with uh, cup meetings, non-tab meetings, and they are Gaindar and in June. So cup meetings there. Also meetings at Moran Bar and Richmond and Bar Calden as well. If you're in any of those areas, they're not tab meetings, but there'll be great days out. Yeah, the Gaindar, I'm really interested about about the Gaindar one. Like I said to you before, I've been there, and it's yep. it's uh, the citrus capital, and it's up around Mandabra. There's Gaindar. helping me, Sats. Yeah, then Mandabra is just after Gaindar, I think it is. But it's a beautiful part of the world, beautiful part of Queensland. Now, yep. let's get your tips over the weekend. All right, track good, weather fine, perfect, uh, low 20s to mid 20s, sunshine, nothing but. So it'd be a great day. Now, I've got a couple of roughies here, and mm-hmm. I've got a, uh, I've a got one in the Stradbroke. Well, I've got two here, and you'll like these. Race eight, number nine's not a roughie, and that's think about it in the Stradbroke. I think he will be too good for them. He's won eight of nine. I think he really should have been unbeaten. Look back at his defeat. He was very unlucky. So you could have had a horse going into the Stradbroke here unbeaten. I think he'll be winning. Race eight, number nine. Now, the two roughies. Race four, the Brisbane Cup, number 12, Yafet, is around $20 plus. Mm. Uh, he is just busting. Two miles is going to be absolutely perfect for him. He's only run at 2,400 and 2,500. That's the furthest he's been, and each time he's only been warming up late. So he'll be hitting the line strongly. So race four, number 12 each way, Yafet. And the JJ Atkins is a very, very open race. And for that reason, I'm going with one at value again, around the $20 mark. Number nine in race seven, that's Californian. Comes out of the size produce a couple of weeks ago. Made good ground. And another one that will be suited stepping up to uh, a longer distance, 1,600 metres. So we'll back both of those two each way. And the two better things are race six, number three, and race six, number nine. Uh, race eight, number nine. Sorry. Nice. Nice. I love it. Now, uh, this weekend, weather is looking perfect, uh, as it yes. has been over the last few weeks. Expecting a massive crowd, I would be thinking, Chris O. Oh, yeah, it's always uh, well, it's the biggest day of the year. That's uh, Stradbroke Day in Queensland, and that's when the crowd does come out. And when you can go to the races, you don't have to worry about taking an umbrella or getting wet or getting blown all around the place, and the weather's perfect. Well, that uh, that appeals to a lot more people, probably more, more so the ladies. They can get out there and don't have to worry about all that stuff. Won't get the hat blown off their head. <laughs> so, uh, no, they'll have a good day. It'll be a fantastic day. The crowd will be uh, having a terrific time, and I think there'll be plenty of entertainment going on after the last two, if you want to around. And Chris, so what fascinator are you going with on Saturday? Uh, <laughs> geez, uh, I don't think my head's big enough to even get a fascinator on. Sats, <laughs> it's pretty small, it. so yeah. they have to, yeah, they'll have to get a uh, baby size one for me, I think. Now, don't forget, Queensland is racing. What were you going to say? Sorry? I was going to say I have enough trouble getting a cap on my head when I play <laughs> golf. <laughs> yeah, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au Chris Nelson, good luck on the weekend. Thanks, Sats. Have a great weekend. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back. We're coming into the home straight now. We'll wrap the show up. But before we go, I'm going to get your opinion on this, Daddy Vass. Mm-hmm. Josh Schuster, who, of course, is the manly young gun, 5'8". Uh, his manager is floating a figure of $1.2 million a year to the Tigers if they, want, if they want to try and sign him. That is ridiculous. Come on, that's ridiculous. Is that your club? Say anything. Come on, that's way overs. $1.2 million. I, I think he's making an offer that clubs have got to refuse. So he stays at Manly and gets top dollar there. Mate, seven fifty. No, he's not even worth seven fifty. Not when you've got a bad work ethic, bad training ethic, a bad attitude, and apparently he's churn- he's turned it just a little bit. He's mm. on the right path. But anyway, thanks very much to Brad Clyde for joining the show. Hope you enjoyed that that chat. Uh, if you like to have a, a little bit of flutter, make sure you win some, you lose more. Don't forget that the Strad broke on the weekend. I hope you have an enjoyable Friday. Thanks for hanging around. Have a great weekend. See you Monday.